You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for very funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. Get ready because today's guest is going to heat things up on the show today. He plays a fireman on TV. You may recognize him as Joe Cruz on NBC's Chicago Fire. Please welcome Mr. Joe Minoso. Hey there. How's it going? Good. How are you, Joe? I'm fantastic, Zach. Thank you so very much for having me. I'm excited to have you on. I just finished binging the last season of Chicago Fire. Well, thank you very much. And you left me with a cliffhanger, Joe. You know, I would like to personally, I don't know that I left you with a cliffhanger. You you could probably take that up with the head writer a little bit more (laughs) than you still with me. But I do, we we are very good at doing that uh, from season to season. We do like, but I don't think we've ever been in this precarious situation. We're definitely uh, at a point where literally we could lose the entire firehouse. I know. Okay. So I have a lot of questions about Chicago Fire, but first you have to answer my icebreaker question. So, so Let's every, do it. every guest that comes on has to answer these five questions. First one, where did you grow up and what part of the world are you currently living in right now? I grew up in the Bronx, New York, uh, and I'm currently living in Chicago, Illinois. And you, you moved to LA for a quick minute, right? And then you booked Chicago Fire? I did, yeah. I, uh, I moved to uh, Chicago right after... Um, grad school in 2004 was here for 10 years decided i could no longer take the winters uh in 2011 excuse uh, excuse me 2012 and then i ended up going to la and two months later i booked chicago fire and it brought me right back do you miss la do you miss the weather you know it's funny because it's like it's hard to have missed la because i was so i was there for such a short amount of time uh but um my wife and i my wife California, uh, we do plan eventually to get ourselves back out there. Um, we we want to find, uh, we want to be amongst nature a little bit more, and California just gives us that opportunity, I think, uh, more year round. And Chicago's just cold. Oh, windy. brother, you got that right. <laughs> it is definitely cold, and it is, you know, I, I consider our crew uh, the hardest working team in television, because every year, you know, they're, they're taking on these incredible elements, like when it's negative 30 below uh, and you're trying to get uh, a shot off, and the camera won't work, or the truck won't turn over. Like, there's just a million things, and those guys work their butts off to make it all happen. Impressive. Um, what's one word your mom would use to describe you? Charming. Charming. Give me a fun fact. What's one thing about you people would not expect? One thing about me that people would not expect. Um... Interesting. Uh, gosh, that's a good question. Uh, I, you know, um, probably that I, I'm actually kind of shy. Uh, I, I grew up pretty shy, um, and a lot of what I do in public is just kind of a face to, uh, because I, I, I'm not very good in public. I actually get kind of uh, antsy sometimes. 
Interesting. I, I feel like most people, or a lot of people in entertainment, like when people see you on television or they see you on camera, they just assume that you're just like a big extrovert and they don't realize that like, because I know I get that a lot where people think that like when they meet me in person that they think it's going to be like, I'm just going to be this big hoop, but they don't realize that like sometimes you have to kind of sustain your energy for when you have to be on. And you can't really. That's so true. I, you couldn't have put it any better, actually, I think. You know, it, it is. It, there's so much that's taken out of you when you have to be on like that all the time yeah. that when you don't have to do it, it, it is it is welcoming to be able to just kind of decompress and not have to think about it, which is why I'm a huge couch potato and I spend most of my time at home. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what is your drink of choice? Ooh, you know what? The, uh, ooh, that's a good one because it's been shifting lately. I think right now I'm I'm going through a big rum kick, uh, and I usually like wow. kind of like straight, you know, on the rocks. Or, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I I was a big Scotch guy, but right now I'm really into rum. Uh, I recently discovered Havana Club, and it's hard to get, but boy, is it fantastic! Okay, I haven't I haven't gotten into rum. I'm more of like a vodka tequila person, but I think oh I hear you. Yeah, you know I get that. Like it's like, I feel like you're either a clear liquor person or a dark liquor person. You know what I mean? Like I like my wife. She's a big gin drinker. Mm. Um, not so much vodka, but big gin drinker. So yeah. I, I just feel like there's just certain things that just like speak to uh, your personality. Palate, yeah, you know. Okay, last last icebreaker question, which is my favorite question to ask everybody, and it's if you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Oh boy. Uh, okay. Um, I'm not particularly a fan of the show. Um, I guess if I had to be anyone, I would probably be the, um, the, the model. I, I forget her name. Kendall. Kendall. She's yes. I, I guess if I, if I had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, I would probably be Kendall. She's the highest paid model in the world right now. That is not a well, bad choice. Exactly. I feel like that's not a that's not a bad place to be. No, not at all. Well, I mean, they're all like really killing it. They all have their businesses and they're just making bank. They are. They are a powerhouse family. That's for sure. So, Joe, talk to me about season eight. So we had season seven of Chicago Fire ended with this big cliffhanger. What can you tell me? What can we expect from the new season? Wow. You know, I. I if I could give you information, I would. I know that the writers just got back into the room like a week and a half ago. Uh, and so they have uh, all of the knowledge right now. And I would be surprised if most, most of it stays. Um, I, a lot of things go shifting and changing in the first couple of months. You know, I can definitely tell you there are going to be some dramatic changes. Um, and, you know, I don't know for sure one way or the other, but uh, it, 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 I would predict given the circumstances that we left off in season seven, that we will probably be losing some people. Um, it's just, you know, too dire circumstances. The consequences and stakes are so high. I, I'd be surprised if there doesn't, there isn't some sort of a shift at Firehouse 51. I, but, but if I knew, I would tell you, but I don't know how it'll unfold, you know, but you're coming back. I, I, I as far as I know, so far, yeah, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, like it's like uh, they they tell you, you know, yes, we, we want you back and stuff. But, but then any any given episode, that's what's crazy about working on Chicago Fire. Any given episode, you can you, you 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 open page one and you're like, OK, OK, here I am. OK, that's good. 
And then, you know, you, you read one sentence that makes you go, oh, they're, just, they're about to kill me off. Uh, and then obviously they, you somehow get out of the mess. But it's like every single episode, it feels like it can be the last. Um, so we take full advantage for sure. So have you had those moments where you thought that your character was about to be killed off the show? Yeah. I mean, actually, uh, there was um, a pretty good, uh, the writers had a pretty good idea that they were going to write me off season one uh, oh, wow. after uh, I killed off Flock, after I left Flocko into a burn, in a burning building. Spoiler alert, I'm sorry if nobody hasn't seen season <laughs> one yet. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so I left this guy uh, to burn in in order to save my brother's life. Uh, and the the writers were, uh, I think, hemming and hawing as to whether or not the audience would be able to kind of still stick by the character after doing something like that. And they were nervous that the firefighter community wouldn't uh, buy into it because, like, what firefighter would ever do something like that? But yeah. um, luckily, you know, they they wrote this kind of great redemption scene uh, where he confesses to one of the other firefighters and. Um, and it seemed to have kind of, you know, taken uh, and here, you know, knock on wood, here I am. So, so are we going to get to see some development with, with Cruz's love life next season? Or would you, what would kind of be your ideal scenario with your character? You know, um, what's been great about Cruz and what's funny about it is that all of it came unexpected to me, you know, when... Uh, um, I, I kind of came into uh, the show as one of the fun-loving firefighters on the truck, uh, and my my primary responsibility was sort of the comedic relief for the show. Uh, and as the series has progressed, um, Cruz has grown up quite a bit. He's gone on to a, a more elite uh, group of firefighters. He's far more knowledgeable in terms of how to handle himself as a firefighter. Uh, and now he is in something of a stable relationship after basically pining over women that never wanted him for God knows how many years. Um, he, you know, seems to be in a really happy place with Chloe. So I, I think what's fascinating about it is there's been kind of a real growth of a man uh, over the last seven seasons. Um, I, I don't particularly know where we go with the relationship stuff. Um, I love uh, Kristen Gutowski. She's an incredible actress and she plays Chloe on the show and uh, as far as I know, we are still an item, um, and uh, but she is working her butt off over on Handmaid's Tale, um, so she is difficult to get from time to time. So it, it becomes difficult for the writers to try and find ways to kind of put us in scenes together when scheduling can be an issue, but uh, we're hoping that we get to see each other more and, and play around some more, and, and uh, it, it, should be, it should be great. Uh, but for me specifically, I just, I really want to see, I think the next evolution would probably be some sort of a family life or moving in with someone as you know uh, like like just growing past this kind of uh roommate relationship that he has with otis and, and brett uh and, and into something a little bit more serious but um i'm very happy with you know where we've gone and who he is and uh it's been a real pleasure to be able to play him so you did a really popular Chicago PD crossover recently this year. Do you think that that will lead to more opportunities for us to see Cruz on on screen and maybe have a bigger role on the show? I man, I certainly hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I um, I love the work. I love the opportunity to stretch my muscles whenever they give them to me. Uh, and the writers have been so great about giving me really awesome material. Uh, when they presented me with the crossover um, and they kind of explained that I'd be working along with the PD people a little bit. Yeah, uh, it, 
I always enjoy it. I love. I, I actually did more crossover work this season uh, between Med and PD than I have done any year, uh, and it was fantastic. I, you know, I I'm such a fan of the other shows, and even an even bigger fan of the people that work on them. A lot of the crew that work on both Chicago PD and Chicago Met are people that kind of got filtered out of Chicago Fire over the years. So it really is kind of this like misfit like group of people uh, that everyone knows each other and we just get along so fabulously. Like the Chicago franchise really seems to be somewhat separated from the Hollywood system. And I think that's been a great advantage to us. I mean, and they're doing really well. The fact that you guys have three shows that can do the constant crossovers that are based in the same city that kind of all connect. I mean, that that's a testament to, I mean, people really like Chicago. Uh, well, you know what? If you've never been, it's a phenomenal city. Um, I highly recommend that you come in the month of September and only the month of September <laughs> because it is either too hot or too cold or too this or too that. But September seems to be a pretty perfect month around here. Um, and uh, it is really just one of the greatest American cities. I've always said if Chicago had L.A.'s weather, it would be the most overpopulated city in the country. Uh, but um, beyond that, you know, I think who, whomever's idea it was, you know, I would have to say Dick Wolf. It seems like his, his concept from the very beginning was to kind of start developing a franchise of shows in Chicago that all interconnected, you know, and I think he kind of did that before uh, really – a lot of people in a really conscious way, uh, he sort of decided to make Chicago the Marvel universe of television. Um, and that's, you know, being such a fan of that kind of genre and that crossover appeal, um, I was so excited when we started kind of developing the other shows and talking about being in crossovers and expanding the universe of the show to something much larger. Uh, and just this last season, when they finally gave us one night, when NBC decided that it would, we would all be playing back to back to back, we got a really big surge in our ratings. And I think it just shows that we're kind of, we're catching the zeitgeist of how people are watching television now. And it's become such a binging culture mm -hmm. that now you get, you know, all of your one Chicago in one night, back to back to back. You don't have to worry about it. And I like, I know people, this nurse came up to me the other day and she was like, I love one Chicago. I, for years, have changed my day off based upon what day it's going to be on. And now it's not difficult because now I know Wednesdays is the one day that I take off and I get to watch all my shows. Uh. So, so, you know, there are, we have insanely dedicated fans and they come in week in and week out and we couldn't be more thankful to them. I love that. So what is the the behind the scenes camera uh, behind the scenes dynamic amongst the cast? Is it similar to what we see? Is there that same camaraderie that we see on camera, off camera? Gosh, you know, I'd say more so. Uh, I, um, we are. Uh, I I don't want to sound like I'm exaggerating, but we are truly just. Uh, obsessed with each other, <laughs> um, like we we. It is difficult sometimes to get us to actually get on the set and do the job because we're too busy just enjoying one another. Um, and and it's been that way since the very beginning. And what's weird about it is, you know, the, the, over the years, the, the cast has changed and shifted and there have been people who have come and gone, but the ones that stick and the ones that stay, there's just a certain personality that sort of fits into who we are. Uh, and we, you know, we support each other in a million different ways. Uh, I, Miranda's con uh, Mayo kid on the show, 
is constantly performing live music shows in and around Chicago, and we're always attending those. And sometimes some of us are in them, like Christian Stolte, uh, who is a pretty great musician in his own right, um, performs with her as well. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're always supporting each other. We've been to each other's weddings. Unfortunately, we've been to each other's funerals. Yeah, so it's like we are truly a very, very tight-knit group of people, and it is... Uh, I mean, it, it, it is the job of my lifetime. I recognize that more and more every year. You know, I got to meet Miranda and Yuri at, there was a, a, a poker tournament that I went to in Chicago a few months ago. Oh my before, God, you were at that? Yeah, uh, for, oh for God, Jenny I'm and so Donnie's Yeah, because yeah, you, you, totally you were originally on, yeah, you were originally on the list. Yes, but, that, but because of, you know, it's quite possible that that's when we were filming the crossover episode mm. uh, and they were using me a lot and they meant a lot of late nights and that's why I ended up having last minute to cancel on being able to go. I know meeting, I, I mean, we, yeah, we were all looking forward to meeting you, but I know getting to, to meet and chat with Miranda and Yuri, like there just seemed to be like a really good, like sibling, um, just kind of connection that they had that, you know, it, it definitely shows that the chemistry that you guys have on camera shows off camera as well. Well, and those two uh, particularly are insane together. Like, <laughs> they're, they are, they are a, a whole different kind of animal when they're together. Uh, and yeah, for Miranda, you know, I mean, the, those two are literally like, I mean, Yuri is quite frankly, possibly one of my closest friends ever. Uh, and um, I, I adore him. And Miranda has been like a sister to me since the day she walked through the door. So uh, those two specifically are like my, they're my blood. I love them. And and it definitely it definitely shows. I think I think that's one of the things that makes your show so successful as well as like, people can feel that. Yeah, I, I like to think so, you know, and and I don't think that we'd be where we are uh, without somebody like a David Eigenberg uh, and um, an Eamon Walker. You know, I think it's crazy because Eamon uh, really is kind of a father to all of us. Uh, and it, it's suited that he plays the chief. Um, and he's this tremendous professional. Uh, and he's just, you know, got all of this background and all of this experience. And we hold him in such high esteem because he's such a tremendous performer. Uh, and so he kind of dictates our, the professional side of our set. And then there's David Eigenberg, who is just a complete crackpot uh, and will do anything for a laugh and is just completely off the wall uh, and, uh, and just a totally different dynamic, you know. But he gives us a certain sense of kind of freedom and play uh, that sort of allows for us to be able to be, I think, that kind of have that kind of dynamic that you were talking about. Um, so it's this, it's this great mixed bag. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, um, I, I, it's, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet Lady Gaga when she was dating Taylor? I did, uh, actually, uh, quite a few times. As a matter of fact, we celebrated her birthday uh, at my house one year. Uh, I think it was her 30th. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. She came, it, it, I, I randomly had a thing, just like a party, you know, I used to host more events um, here at my house, but, uh, and then that one night she just happened to come by, happened to be her birthday. So we were like, well, we got to do something. So we like, like ran, grabbed some cupcakes and just like saying happy birthday. And it was a real kind of easy night. And we made a bunch of cocktails and it was, and had a blast. But yes, and she's, 
an incredible woman, a fascinating human being, tremendous artist. I, I mean, undeniably, you know, one of the most influential figures uh, of her generation. Uh, and and you can see all of that in that woman when you have the opportunity to speak with her and be around her. You see all of those things in one, and that's a lot to be for any one human being. So I I don't I don't know how she does it, but uh, you know, kudos to her. Did you you saw her in the A Star Is Born? You know what I have not yet, uh, which I'm really pissed off about. Um, I have not caught A Star Is Born yet. I've seen like you know a multitude of clips, and how do you not know the song? You know. Yeah. Uh, at this point um but uh, i've heard great great things but i haven't caught her yet in that movie she's an incredible actress i think there ne- there needs to be a she needs to come on chicago fire well i don't know that might be a little too close to home now but i think she definitely uh she definitely has some good acting chops oh big time yeah i think uh, yes yeah, she's a, she's a, i'm telling you she's just an all-around artist she's a, a super talent so where do you see your acting career going? Is there a specific project or role that you're really looking to to play in the future? Uh, man, you know, I if I had my dream role, uh, there's this incredible Pulitzer Prize uh, winning book called The Elaborate Entrance. No, excuse me, I'm sorry, it's not the play. Uh, the Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. Mm. Um, who is, uh, and it's just kind of great forlorn, forlorn uh, Latino character, and you kind of follow him through a series of events um, in New York and in the Dominican Republic, and I happen to be half Dominican and obviously was born and raised in New York, so I, I, I feel an affinity for him. But in general, um, I love villains. I, I, I love the opposite. I think villains, I think actors have the most fun playing villains. Uh, you get to say the best stuff, and you get to like act the craziest and do the in most insane things. Um, so I'm usually like really on board to play the bad guy, uh, but usually nobody trusts, nobody wants to hire this very trusting face to be the bad guy. So you know, <laughs> but hopefully as I grow older, I'll grow into more of that kind of thing. I like it. Okay, so we have a fun segment on the show called Help Them Get Their Shit Together, okay? And so this okay. is where this is where some of the listeners will send in different scenarios that they've experienced or sometimes we pulled it since we have a big, uh, our, our fans really like reality TV, sometimes we'll pull them from the shows. But so I like to throw some scenarios out there and then you give me your advice for this person. I will do my best. Okay, so what do you do if a guy is not texting you back because he's too busy? He says that he's interested in you, but then he takes hours or sometimes days to respond to you. Is that him saying that you're just not a priority and you should move on from him? Wow. Uh, Okay, so if I'm the guy and I'm not texting that person back, then more than likely I'm not as interested. It is my experience. If you want me to be more interested, then you ignore me, right? Like, like you pull the same thing that they're pulling. Mm, like, uh, does yeah, that work? Like, so don't, don't text them back. I mean, well, here's the thing. I think if you're not getting a response from them while you're trying to get a response, and then you decide to not try and reach out to them, and you're still not getting a response, then chances are you don't want to be around that person anyway. Or that you know, and that or that person is not worthy of your time. So, win-win. The way I see it, you know, if they're ignoring you, you ignore them. If it brings them to you, then maybe there's something to this stuff. If not, you knew it was never meant to be. 
All right, I like that. Okay, this one comes from another listener, and she says that she can't get past the second date curse. She tends to go out on a lot of first dates. She's very rarely made it to the second date, but for some reason, guys don't want to take her on to a third date. Do you have any advice for her? Do you uh, think it's okay. her? Um, yeah, well, I have, obviously, I don't know her. Um, I would say this maybe goes along the lines of the first question in terms of having some, allowing for there to be some mystery uh to you um and not giving away too much of yourself um early on uh and so i i mean i don't know if she's maybe uh like divulging too much of her past or maybe she's um just letting on a little bit too much about who she is and just giving too much of herself uh in the, uh, at the beginning so i would say maybe kind of hold a little bit and listen more and try and take in uh, the other person and see if maybe that works a little bit to your favor. Yeah, I think we do a lot of talking, but we rarely do a lot of listening. We always want to like spit out more, or sometimes we are in a conversation and we um, we listen with the intention of responding instead of just listening. Exactly, uh, and uh, and so much of the time, you know, that can get you in the trap, and even just nerves, like especially first and second dates, like there's all these kind of nerves that are popping up and it's just hard to ignore them. And sometimes we just start talking and talking. Like I know me, sometimes if I'm nervous and I'm in a situation where there's like really weird pauses, I'll just keep talking to fill the air. And, uh, and sometimes I can be a put off. Uh, I learned that the hard way in several of my own first dates. So, now, what about a friend situation? Let's say you have a friend in your group and this friend is constantly um, saying, flip-flopping her position and she maybe is, uh, she's to your face, says a lot of nice things, but behind your back, she you know, is ta- talking badly about you to your other friends. Do you think we the group should cut her out or do you think the group should keep her, should have like a sit-down conversation with her and kind of see why she's talking about everybody? Oh my goodness. Uh, that's just so loaded. Um, okay. It is. It's so, a real one on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know if you watch the Real Housewives. My listeners love I, Bravo. I, I, got it. Um, no, I, unfor- no, unfortunately, I don't watch Real Housewives. So we're saying if this girl is like really nice to your face, but she's super shady behind your back, mm-hmm. um, but you're all part of the same kind of clique of friends. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think rise above. I, 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 I say, you know. I'm not. I'm not a conflict kind of guy. I don't think it's really necessary. I think anger uh, and hatred and things of those natures are actually depleting to human energy. Uh, and so, you know, I would say rise above. Um, I would feel like if you have to confront her, then confront her. But do so in a way where you can just speak from your truth uh, and say, I don't particularly understand why you feel like you can show this face to me and another to people that we know and think that I'm not going to be able to know that is happening. Uh, and hopefully you can have a dialogue about that. But, you know, sometimes um, a really crappy person is a really crappy person and there's just no getting around that. And maybe your best bet is to just completely cut that person out of your life. What your friends choose to do with that person is up to them. But yeah. I think it's fair that they know you know, maybe that person is not to be trusted, seeing as how she's just talking, like being shady behind your back. I like it. Okay, would you rather uh, do Zumba every day for a year or do CrossFit every day for a year? Oh, God. Zumba. That's not even, that's Zumba. (laughs) 100. That's not even 
a hard, I, oh my God, that's like the easiest answer ever. <laughs> I, you know, I, CrossFit is fine, uh, it, but it's like, it's so, just so, Intense. I don't know. I don't know. And the, and I don't know. I, and, and the CrossFit community is just, Intense. some of it is just like, I can't. Um, and whereas I feel like the Zumba community is a little bit more inviting and who doesn't want to just dance salsa for an hour and pretend that that's working out, you know, like it's, that's awesome. I know. Okay. Would you rather be a full-time cast member? If you had a jump ship, would you rather be a full-time cast member on Chicago PD or Chicago Med? I'm only going to say Med simply because they get to spend 90% of their time indoors. <laughs> smart. Smart, smart, smart. Okay, Joe, last question. If you had to go back to maybe like 18, 19, 20-year-old Joe, you know, when you're first becoming an adult, you're trying to, you know, figure out who you want to be, what you want to do with the rest of your life, what advice would you give yourself at that age? Um, no one cares uh, as much as you think they care. Um, it, it, for, for the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like, I think that we especially at that age, um, we think everyone is talking about us, thinking about us, has, you know, it, it, and it has, it's creating some drama in their minds about all sorts of situations that I just don't, I think more often than not are just, we get ourselves carried away. Our minds are incredible things and they can really play tricks on you in terms of what, where you are um, in the world. And uh, I would say just be, but, you know, you can't hear any of that when you're 20 years old. So yeah. it, it's hard. Um, but I would say, you know, if anything, just uh, self-consciousness, uh, it gets in your own way. You know, it's funny. I, this is what I would say. Um, Will Smith has this great quote where he says, everything amazing is on just on the other side of fear. Uh, and uh, I think that there's great value to that because so much of my 18s and 20s was like, was me being afraid of, committing to saying, uh, yeah, I could do that or, or, or just taking a risk or a chance on something, even in my acting. And, uh, and I would say if I have any regrets, it's in that, you know, and just like not taking risks earlier in life. Like for example, uh, just yesterday, um, I was my first day as a director, uh, on this uh, small movie that I'm filming with Christian Stolte who, as our star. Um, and, uh, it was an incredible experience. It felt like I found a new home like it was the most weirdly normal thing somehow uh and i i kind of regret that i didn't allow myself to believe that i could do something like that uh earlier in my life and so i think that we don't believe in ourselves enough um uh, especially at that age and especially this generation uh because they've been just given so much uh that they haven't had an opportunity to learn for themselves that they are capable uh, so I would say if I had to say anything to myself, it's that. Yeah, absolutely. You have to believe in yourself. All right. The eighth season of Chicago Fire premieres September 25th on NBC. You're not going to want to miss it. Yes, your birthday. Happy early birthday. I mean, Thank that's. You. are you going to do anything fun to celebrate the premiere and your birthday? Yeah, I'm going to watch the premiere uh, <laughs> on my birthday. Like, what more celebration can I need? I love it. So mark your iCal right now. Chicago Fire premieres September 25th on NBC. And you're going to have to give Joe a shout out for his birthday that day as well. You can follow him at Joe Minoso on Instagram and at De Minoso Show on Twitter. Joe, thank you so much for calling in and being on this week's episode of Hashtag No Filter.
Thank you so very much. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, let's do it again sometime. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filth with Zach Peter. Again, go and give Joe a follow at Joe Minoso on Instagram. And don't miss the season eight premiere of Chicago Fire, which premieres September 25th on NBC. I just finished watching the uh, seventh season. I binged it on YouTube TV, on YouTube Premium. And it is so good. The cliffhanger is so juicy. I'm not going to spill any details. So you're going to go and want to watch it right now. And I'm probably going to want to spend the rest of my weekend uh, watching his crossovers on Chicago Med and Chicago PD. Joe is killing it right now. So again, go give him a follow at Joe Minoso on Instagram. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Wednesday, every Monday and Wednesday. We're on twice a week now, Monday and Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. And don't miss Hashtag Adulting, which airs Tuesday on iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Subscribe to both shows. Give me a good review because I love that validation um, and until next time I'm going to go watch me some some Chicago PD okay bye you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.